The Origin of the Church of Sarian Alignment In 1350, a group of nine exiled travellers set out to sea to build their settlement on land where the country of North Korea now exists. Among them was the first earthly embodiment of Lord Mandek Penha. Inside this seemingly normal man lived infinite love, compassion, and knowledge. Throughout their journey, he shared his virtues with his fellow travellers and helped them understand the truth of all things. Flawed and of regular stock, these good men were soon to discover the company they kept and the burden of great responsibility. Upon reaching land, they ate and prepared to travel the earth. As they began their trek, the first earthly embodiment told stories, taken by these wonderful tales, the men listened intently, hanging on his every word. The first story cost 50 words. The second story cost 25 words. By the end of the third story, Sarian cognitive transference had replaced his words. Now the transference had been achieved, the stories ended. It was time for the truth. With them, he shared knowledge through the sending of brilliant images. These images contained information and were perceived instantaneously by the billions. Within these images, they learnt about themselves and of the universe. The burden of understanding all that is and all that has ever been is great and requires much from a mind. The weakest of the travellers became insane. He denied the truth of all things and sunk into the earth. There were now eight. The travellers, now free of ego and all mistruths, they let go of who they thought they were and everything they once believed. They had accepted the truth. Within their newly acquired knowledge, the travellers now possessed the Father's plan. Unified and with a sense of purpose, they transversed in silence and conquered the earth beneath them. They knew that soon they would set up camp and begin a mission spanning hundreds of years. A mission to save humanity from impending doom. You're just listening to the current earthly embodiment, or CEE, of Lord Mandek Penha, founder of the Church of the Sarian Alignment based in North Korea and Melbourne, Australia. His recitation from memory is from the origin section of the Mandek Penha website at www.mandekpenha.com. It outlines the story of the very first earthly incarnation of the church leader. CEE graciously accepted to talk about his church on the show today. So without further ado, let's jump right back into the conversation. So welcome so, so much to the show. Um, you are called the current earthly embodiment of Mandek Penha. Yes, that's correct. It all stems from myself. I am the leader. I began the Church of Sarian Alignment back in North Korea. We've come over here to Melbourne, Australia to set up some relations here and really get things moving and shaking. Your designation is the current earthly embodiment. That means that you're an incarnation? Well, the way that I think of it, and it is probably the easiest way to explain to others, is that I am the Father's hand on earth. I live out his will, and I do what must be done. You started out your life 
on Earth, I guess, in northern Korea, and then you came to Melbourne, Australia, and, and I guess you had some travels in between. You were born, was it the early 19th century? Yeah, so I think what you're referring to is the origins of the CEE. You see, there have been many current earthly embodiments. I am the one now, in the year that man calls 2017. What you're referring to was the first current mm. earthly embodiment. And what you're re- referring to is the the real origins of the Church of Sarian Alignment. So there have been many embodiments. They come and go. And there will be many more after me as well. Yes, and actually, the I mean, the next CEE has actually been discovered, right? I mean, that's what I've read. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, during the course of our discussion here, there are certain things that I, w- I will not disclose. But as you've mentioned, the next earthly embodiment has been named and shown to the public. And f- from our point of view, we're trying to get people to identify with her, understand, you know, who she is, really get her public presence out there so that when that the, the shift of power occurs, uh, that the people are ready for it, that they understand it. We don't usually do this. This is the first time that we've done this. So we have made the next earthly embodiment known uh, to everyone. And she is actually the the star, the shining star uh, of our first EP, which you can find on Spotify. It's called The Next Earthly Embodiment of Lord Mandek Penha. And it is chock a block full of positive energy. And I tell you, you put it on, you will feel a smile on your face grow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean the music is very upbeat and playful. That's what I find. At least, I mean most of the songs. There, uh, there is a song that uh, is a little more, I wouldn't call it darker, but a little more urgent, uh, called uh, "When I Touch My Leg." Yeah, that that's right. I mean, we we really sh- try to have the light and the shade. So, you know, mo- most of the music, and for example, my appearance is all based on appealing to the youth of today. It's really about trying to reach the children. The, the children are the future. Our uh, survival depends on them. So we're really trying to reach them. But uh, you did mention a couple of things which are also aimed at adults, adult problems. And when I touch my leg, I won't name exactly what it is, uh, what it's about on air. I, I realize this is a family-friendly show. I appreciate that. But that song is about a problem that some men have. That song is definitely aimed towards adults. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I encourage uh, the listeners to watch the video. I'll definitely put a link in the show notes for sure about all this stuff. Please do. You never know, you know, what what a little thing can do. You know, someone might see that, that, that it might make a little change in their life, and it, it, it's it's snowballing effect. You know, good good behaviors encourage other good behaviors, and we just really want to make a change for people. And if they can see that clip. If they can stop touching their leg just for one day or a week, you know, who knows what could come from that. So, so please do that. I really appreciate that, Sean. I think I understand now for sure. I think that 
maybe we want to take a step back because uh, some people might be completely lost at this point. Just to go back into sort of the origins and the story of the Church of the Sarian Alignment, what is the ultimate threat to humanity? I, I have here in my notes that it's the history cautionary. Yeah, that's correct. People just don't get it. They don't. They don't understand that all negativity is is result of the history cautionary, and that's what we need people to understand. That's what we're trying to get through to them. You walk down the street, you look around. The, the hidden negative energy is everywhere. You know, it's it's trying to stop us from succeeding. So we, we really need to arm ourselves against the history cautionary. There are ways to do that that I'd like to discuss, but I'll, I'll let you go ahead and ask another question. Okay, yeah, we'll definitely get into that. I mean, in the history cautionary, I guess you have some people who have strayed so far down that path that they're just, I guess at this point, kind of in a hopeless situation. One of them I, I, I saw on the website was Rod Stewart, for instance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a well-known hish pig. These hish pigs devour... What you know? What I I like to think of as ideological manure, and they spread it, and then they feed it to to people. And you know, he his raunchy rock and roll music is infected. Uh, he is infected, and everything he does is uh is is infected with the history cautionary, and it's it's not on. And again, this comes back to when I touch my leg. He he wouldn't like that song because subconsciously he realizes that his entire career is based on the manipulation of man's sexuality and, and the wasting of sperm. Mm, I, I understand. So, I mean, uh, I, I, there's like a whole uh, subset of, of uh, recording artists that I can think of that would probably, you know, fit in that general area. Do you know which uh, album is not infected by the history Koshery? Uh Which one? Well, it's, called, it's a little album. Uh, called The Next Earthly Embodiment of Lord Mandek Penha. It is our EP. That is the only album on the shelf that you'll find that is that is full of, of positive energy and uh, contains no negative energy. I think that it will strike most ears as being a little unusual, but I guess that's because your message has been so suppressed. Unusual? I mean, you know, the truth the truth can seem unusual to, to, to minds that are infected. With the hish, but I, I've never actually. Uh, no one's ever said. No one's ever said that to me. Uh, so look, I mean, everyone's got their own opinion, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, of course. Um, we have history cautionary, and that's the ultimate threat. I mean, humanity. It's almost like the movie The Matrix, based on what I've read on your website. People are kind of trapped, and they they don't see what reality really is. Yeah. I mean, I haven't seen the movie. I know that it's basically. Um, taken from Plato's myth of the cave mm -hmm. uh, which which is an interesting story but we're talking about we're not talking about stories here we're talking about reality you know the matrix is another example this film this hollywood film is another example of um the hish poisoning people's minds and so i'd i'd say don't don't watch the matrix go to our go to our website because that that's where you're going to find enlightenment and you're not going to find it from plato you're not going to find it from any uh, philosopher uh, except for except for what the information that the father gives us through his proxy power source, which is myself, and through our church. Actually, um, what I find fascinating reading the website was the actual story behind the the church, um, behind even history cautionary. I, I I did some research, and you have the the IMZ. Yes, yes. Now this this is uh, I'm really glad you brought that brought this up because because we've we've been pushing this message for a long time now. Since we've come out to the public, you know, we've been afraid for so long uh, for our safety because of the way that we're losing this war with the Hish. Uh, but but ever since we've come out, we've been really pushing the existence of Mandek Penha 
we've we've been pushing his great creation, his multiverse sanctuary, South Sarah. Okay, and that's something we should also get into. But uh, when it comes to Imes, it, it seems like it, this is something that is is very difficult for people to understand. I'll go over it briefly, as you know, I could I could talk about it for for literally weeks on end. But uh, Imes are an ancient alien race, essentially alien to to human. I mean, they're, they're aliens to humans. That is. And they are incredible. They they have uh, in, they've been around for hundreds and hundreds of years. They have incredible technology, which allows them to transverse massive areas of space. They can they can reach other galaxies. They have many planets in which they live on, and they've got their they've had their hardships as well. You know, much like like humanity, that they had wars through their time. They had wars with other species, other aggressive organisms in the universe. And at their very weakest point, after the Great War, the Hishiri Koshiri came in and, and started to infect Imes, much like they, they have, they're infecting humanity. Now, the incredible thing about Imes is that they figured out a technology which can block the negative energy that, is, that was assaulting them. Okay, now this is called the Deity Filter. And with this filter, which, which utilizes blue Imesian gas only found on their homeworld, it blocks the hidden negative energy. That's really a lesson for us. We need to be as smart and as clever as Imes. We need autocratic society to get us there. We must reach Imes. This is our message. So, as I mentioned before, I see two main ways for huma humanity's emancipation from the history. Koshery is it, it, it's spiritual. Okay, we need to educate people. We need to we need to we need to teach them to push away the hidden negative energy. Um, allow Mandek Penha's energy in to see the truth, but also pragmatically, we need to reach Imes, gain the deity filter, install it on Earth. Then all of humanity will be free of the history koshery, and we may enter forth into South Sarah together. The greatest threat to humanity is not something that we can see or even perceive. It is something that we cannot see. It is something that exists without our knowledge, and this is the history koshery. And people talk about Ebola, people talk about ISIS, you know, the French. But it's it's not these things that are going to kill us in the end. It's the history koshery, and people need to understand that. And uh, unless we understand that, we will perish. So basically, you guys reach the Imes. That means you actually make contact. Do I have that correct? Yeah, that's correct. So what is required is that we build a society which puts almost all of our resources towards the, the technology we need to reach Imes. This is a big task, you know, and this could take a thousand years. I can't say exactly, but it, this is a really big task. To reach Imes would require us to work together in a way that we've never seen and and i mean like once you have this great project which is which uh, comes to fruition you reach imes 
the deity the deity rather filter would be activated and uh, it would actually require um, some transplantation of uh, their planetary atmosphere onto our planet. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that that that's that's spot on. So basically, uh, the the blue Imzian gas that exists only on their home world uh, that that would be that that's needed for the de- for the deity filter to operate. It would be pumped into our atmosphere. Uh, now, as as humans, we we would not be able to withstand toxicity of this of this gas but we need the gas right so in order to survive we would amalgamate with imes inside safety domes so there would be a mass amalgamation there would be births and then we would come out hand in hand into into the world into this new blue world but not for long because now that we're free of the hidden negative energy of the history koshery we will be able to enter south sarah uh, South Sarah is the Father's multiverse sanctuary. It is his his great creation that that is made for humanity. So once we're free of, of the hidden negative energy of the history koshery, we may enter into South Sarah as the Father's children, and we will be given our desired realms. So within within South Sarah, we each have a desired realm. Now this may be whatever we want to be. We could be ourselves in in a, in in a reality which is much like how we live today. Or we may we may be a light or a color. We may exist exactly how we wish to exist. I, I saw this concept. I don't know if I have it right. It's called the Great Swim, and it's it's when uh and and help me out with this. When, when people uh, finally go into the Japanese sea and they're, they're swimming, I guess, off of North Korea, and uh, basically you, you ultimately would die, but physically your body would. But then if, you, if, you're, uh, if you're truly not uh, infected with history Kashri, you would reach Sausara. Am I even close with that or did I totally butcher that? No, no, you did not. I, I think that uh, I think you you had a pretty pretty good. So just a, a quick a quick summary is this this ritual that we call the Great Swim. Uh, once you've once you've worked, you know, once you've done the work, once once you've made your bones, you know, you've you, you've stared the hish in the face, and you've done everything you need to 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 really to really shed yourself of that hish. Once you're ready, and you know, you're not you're not just gonna make up your mind on your own. You know, that's what we're here for. I'm always here. To, to help equals and um, equals are members uh, of our church you can become a member very quickly and easily it's open to the public at www.mandekpenhar.com you can become an equal today and for any equal once once they feel ready we'll go through a process of seeing how likely they are to succeed in this swim the great swim it's off the coast of north korea towards the middle of the sea of japan once the physical body dies, if their soul is free of hidden negative energy, then they will be sucked up into South Sarah and they will have they will have been successful. And again, this comes back to the amalgamation with Imes. Once we have the deity filter operating, the success rate will be a hundred percent. Because everyone will be free of the hish. And the way I see this happening is instead of one or two individuals uh, doing the great swim when they feel when they feel like they're able to, we'll be able to take people out on mass, on, on cruises, on, on big cruises, hundreds of people all doing the Great Swim together. So 
I think that's a good way of thinking of why we need this deity filter and also considering the risk and the risk and reward ratio of the Great Swim. So we want to make that 100% success as opposed to perhaps uh, 20 to 30, which it is today. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, to be uh, frank, the idea of just swimming out into the ocean and, and dying, yeah, I find it terrifying. No, but I mean, you're, you're missing the you're, you're missing the, the, the context because, you see, if you have that fear, if you're afraid of that, if that, if that, afraid, if that makes you scared, if that makes you feel like a wimpy shrimpy, then you, you got to hold that great swim off, okay? And... You know, you seem like a good guy, Sean. Like, I, I you know, you, you've looked me up and, you know, we've looked you up and you look like a family man. And, and I, I appreciate that. But, you know, you, you got to cut down on the on the attitude and, and really just try and, you know, open your mind a little bit. You know, you might like what you see. Yeah, I'm definitely uh, at the wimpy mode right now when it comes to going wimpy, and swimming. You, you, wimpy, shrimpy, Sean? Yes, yes, definitely. When it comes to going swimming out into the middle of uh, the Japanese sea, uh, I don't actually swim. You go to the pool. You go to the pool. You exercise. You, you you keep healthy. You know, you look after yourself. Do you go to the? Do you go to your local pool? No, actually, I don't swim very well. I only do the doggy paddle. I wouldn't make it out <laughs> all the way out to the middle of the sea at all. Well, look, you don't even need to get all the way. You just need you need to get just you know you, you got to head towards you know Japan. Let's say just in that general direction off the coast of North Korea. You don't have to be an Ian Thorpe to do the great swim you know you just you need to just get out enough you know get out there and then you know just see what happens so i'd say you could start off at the local pool you know get get your feet wet get get you know that confidence up you know see if you can see if you can do that and and then you know obviously we, we wouldn't recommend you do the great swim straight away um as that you know that may not be successful and uh so so yeah it's a case-by-case -case basis really if everything else plays out the way you're, you're saying it would play out with the safety domes and the gas and everything, then like, uh, you know, at that point, I'd be much more conducive to that. Let's just say that. Absolutely. And, and while I remember, there, there is something I would like to mention. Um, I was looking through your, your, your podcast and I, I did see one group called The Cult of the Yellow Sign. Mm. And um, I need to get something off my chest. I feel... Like I need to point out the fact that these guys uh, are jokers. Uh, they're 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 making fun of truth tellers such as myself. And I'd go one step further and to say that after looking at it, after checking out their social media, everything lines up. I, I think they're actually making fun of me specifically. And it's 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 pretty pathetic, really. Um, I think that if people find that funny, then they, they really need to grow up, you know, because it's really not on, you know, the way they have cult in their name, it, it's clearly a joke. And it, it's essentially like a bad SNL skit. And those guys need to take a look in the mirror because because they're 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 not good hombres. Well, I can definitely pass the message on to them as well, actually, because uh, they they were on the show. So they might uh, be able to get your message from you and, and uh, maybe uh, do some soul searching. But I think, yeah, and I think you need. I think I need to hear you d denounce them, uh, call them out for what they are. You know, call call these kids out because we don't want to encourage people to make to make fun of truth tellers such as myself, and it, it's offensive. 
and it's it's just plain boring you know it's it's so it's not funny i'll say that based on what i've seen the uh cult of the yellow sign they're not a serious cult they're a uh, performance act so they're not and, definitely not at the same yeah, level as it, you guys it's it's, it's their joke that they're complete jokers and i'd like to ask i'd like you to ask me a question okay uh if i may so ask me is the church of sarian alignment a cult Yes, this is actually the perfect question, and I will ask it right now. I'll ask two questions, okay? The first one is, is the Church of the Sarian Alignment a cult? No. No, it is not a cult. We are not a cult. This is a common misconception. It's basically a, a slap in the face. It's an insult. It's a way to make us look bad, to make us sound dangerous. And it, they've got us all wrong. And it's really not fair. And it's a tool for our detractors to really try to damage us. And it's just not on. And is the Church of the Sarian alignment a piece of performance art or satire or a joke? No, we do not believe in jokes or comedy. These are degenerate forms of art. We, we don't do comedy. I'm a serious man. I'm here to do serious work. I'm not playing around. And for for those who want to play around, you know, I think they should really lift their game and and, and find a new way to improve their, you know, their the society around them and to improve the community around them and stop telling these jokes. It's for children. You know, you, you might forgive a child, might. You might forgive a child for getting involved in in telling jokes. But not a man. Not a man. It's good to get that out there because, uh, uh, I mean, this is obviously what people are thinking. Most people, I would assume, would think about ever all this stuff. I've never actually thought about that. I've hmm. never, I've never actually considered that to be even worth thinking about. No one's ever said that to me. Oh, okay. So I noticed that there was a section um, of your website with chat extracts. I mean, you have a Tinder account and you put some uh, chat extracts on the Tinder account. Is it fair to say to find a a wife, a future wife, uh, to produce more offspring for the church? Is that correct? This is an experiment. We're always trying to we're, we're always trying to look at new technology. What are the kids doing? What are the kids doing? What are the kids doing? You know, so. We, we looked at Tinder and we said, what can we do? What, what, what's, a, what's a lesson we can teach, you know, the children about Tinder? So I jumped on there and, and I did what you should be doing on Tinder, which is being polite, being pragmatic, explaining yourself clearly, not playing any games and no smutty talk. We had a few moments there where it was looking pretty good and we were open to the possibility of meeting these women and uh, pot the you know we were open to the possibility of them perhaps applying to become a bride. It, it's a very intense vetting process, but you know we're open to it from the public as well. 
And it, it didn't quite, it didn't quite eventuate, but at the same time, we just thought it was a great opportunity to show the children uh, exactly how to use this new technology. Right, like use it without, uh, you know, being, uh, what's the word, un, un, unseemly, for instance. That's correct. Without, without showing disrespect, without using smutty words, and without disrespecting hu- humanity's ability to procreate through, through, through something that is not heading towards the greater good. And so sex is about, the, the, it's all about the procreation, uh, from our point of view, the procreation of, of strong Sarian soldiers who, who can take on the problems of tomorrow. That, that, that is the gift that nature has given us. And every time, you know, people show this disrespect, they're not only showing disrespect to the individual they're talking to, to themselves, to their families, but they're showing disrespect to the future of humanity because they're saying my immediate gratification is more important than the procreation of children. It's more important than the creation of Sarian uh, soldiers. And it's more important than defeating the Hishiri Koshiri. I think that some people might find that sort of offensive, that chat, the idea that uh, you're just going on and basically who, asking. Who, 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 would, who would find that offensive, Sean? Um, who do you think? Hmm. Ish yeah. Pigs? Perhaps. Perhaps. Yes. Maybe. Or. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps people who uh, who are there merely for to find a date, for instance, might find it offensive that someone is coming on and asking them if they want to essentially, you know, be a vessel for future generations. Well, it's all about context, you know. So I'm not saying Joe Blow necessarily should put it in the words that that, that I do. It's just it's more the lesson, you know. The lesson is about think about your future. You don't have to. You don't have to speak exactly like me. Not everyone can. You know. Let's be. Let's be fair. But you know, it, it's more just saying to Joe Blow, "Look, I know you. You have these biological urges. You, you want to touch your leg. Don't do that. Think about tomorrow. Help us reach Iams. Help us defeat the history Koshery. Help us. Help your brothers and sisters. Helping people. What happened to helping people? You know. What's more important? Uh, instant gratification. Instant, instant sexual, dirty gratification, or or helping out your brothers and sisters. When you ask someone to do something like uh, become a, a mother for future generations of your church, um, it, I, I guess it could be just sort of jarring. Let's put it that way for most people. Uh, okay, but I mean, again, it comes back to Joe Blow. I mean, I mean, he he doesn't necessarily have to put in the, in in those terms. It doesn't necessarily have to be as simple as. Let's procreate and create some soldiers. You know, I wish we could be like that, you know. But hum- we're a bit more complicated and there are emotions at, at play. It does take some time for a man and a woman to get to know each other. In my mind, a timeline would be after a week or so, they can begin the birthing. Also, we have the idea here, I noticed, of uh, childbirth and grimacing. Um, the idea that when... Okay, so let's say the woman uh, does become pregnant and has the baby, uh, grimacing and, uh, I guess, uh, expressions of... Uh... Oh, disaster! Oh, th- th- this is a disaster. This is something we're trying to... We're really trying to get across to people. We don't want the women who, who are giving birth to their children, we don't want them to grimace. We don't want them to frown. We don't, we don't want to bring a child into a negative world. Do we? Do we want to bring a child... You know, would you prefer to bring your child in with a smile or, or, or with a frown? I mean, it, it's obvious, right? And, and, and all it takes is, is a small window of negativity to be open for the hish to jump on you. Yeah? 
to jump on you. Get get that child. Get that child. Okay? So by smiling, it's shutting that door. My advice would be I'd tap the lady on the shoulder and I'd wh- I'd say it, I'd whisper I'd whisper to really you know, gently I'd whisper, You might wanna you might wanna start over. I'd I would i would say I'd I'd tap her and say, You might wanna start over. That's what I'd say. So basically go through the whole birthing process again? It doesn't take that long. I mean, you know, this is all this is they kick up a stink. You know, people kick up kick up a stink about what's involved and how it's difficult. It's not it's not that difficult. You know what's difficult? Running a church, yeah? That's <laughs> difficult. That that takes a lot of time. And that takes you know what time I you know, I barely sleep and I, I work my fingers to the bone and, and people people complain about um needing to needing to start over. So um, I guess so we're going to begin wrapping the, the, the interview up, if that's okay. I just have one interesting observation, and I, it's kind of curious. I don't know if it's a, what it quite means, but I, I watched the video, um, Men, sorry, Men Touch the Boys, Girls Kiss the Boys. Oh, and no, I no, noticed... it, is men, it, is men, it is Men Teach the Boys. Oh, good God. No, no, the okay, men let me never, repeat this. The men would never, the men would, the men would never, the men, the men, the men would never touch the boys. <laughs> Let, okay, let me re-record that. Okay, it's not. It's not. No, 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 no. Don't re. No, don't re-record it. That's fine because I think subconsciously people have this problem. Um, per- perhaps, you know, pe- pe- perhaps. People, pe- people have this problem where they think that the men are touching the boys. They're not touching the boys. So they're, they're not touching the boys. They're teaching the boys. Right. Well, there gosh. might be some touching. There might be some touching involved in the teaching, but they're teaching the boys. That's yeah. There, there is no touching of legs involved. Let's put it that way. That's correct. So now, uh, let me get to the actual question that I was getting to, which was a little more lighthearted. Um, so I, I noticed that in, in the in the video towards the end, you, you kind of make this uh, expression. You you kind of curl your your front um, hands up like a, some sort of like a, oh like a squirrel or a, or a chipmunk. Oh, it's so much fun! Oh, it's so much! It's so much fun! I, that's just me having fun. That's me just letting loose and and showing the world. Here I am. Here I am, and just really. I'm in the clip, I'm, and in the narrative of that clip, I'm just overjoyed that that the next earthly embodiment has come back into the fold, and she's back with her family. If you give me permission, I'll play some of the songs during the actual show. Oh, absolutely, and and the reason we do that is because we think it's the best way to reach the hearts and minds of people. You know, it, it, through art, we're really trying to to spread our message. Beauty. Okay, great. Well, listen, um, current uh, earthly embodiment, thanks so, so much for being on the program today. Thank you so much, Sean. We really do appreciate your supporting the Church of Sarin Alignment. And we really wish that everything just goes well for you. You know, I think there's some room for you to make a few changes. I'm, I'll, I'll contact you uh, via email. But, but overall, we think you're a great guy. And, and thanks again. Thanks so much to the CEE for being on the show. Remember, you can read all about the Church of Syrian Alignment over at mandekpenha.com. That's M-A-N-D-E-K-P-E-N-H-A. The CEE will be performing alongside previous show guest David Lieb Hart in April. On the 11th, you can catch him at the Grand Puba in Tasmania. The 12th, the Toth Town in Melbourne. The 13th, at Jive Bar, Adelaide, and the 20th, 
at Whammy Bar in Auckland, New Zealand. During this episode, I mentioned that I thought previous guests, The Cult of the Yellow Sign, to be a satirical parody performance. I'd just like to stress that I only suspect this. I have no solid proof. So if I get swallowed up by a passage to the middle of the earth, you know why. I probably upset the followers of the Dread Lord Cthulhu. The Church of Sarian Alignment also invited me to join. You can do this at their members page. So I didn't, and I'd like to stress that the only religion I currently profess to is that of J.R. Bob Dobbs of the Church of the Subgenius. I'm a card-carrying reverend. As always, the intro and outro music is by Chromatics Music and is used with permission. All other music is provided graciously by the CEE. And uh, there'll be a track listing with the links in the show notes. Please leave a review and rating over at iTunes if you like this episode. And we'll be ending this episode off with a track called Men Teach the Boys, Girls Kiss the Boys by Mandek Penha. <laughs>